Alright, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm uh, really delighted to have two guests with me today. One uh, gentleman that's never been on the show before, and that's Marius. How are you, Marius? I'm good, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. And uh, James, I think a lot of our uh, viewers will be have, have seen you before, James. It's been an awful long time since you've been on the show or we've podcasted together, but it's, uh, I'm delighted to have you back on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. I hope everybody's keeping well. Thank you, thank you. Well, we're here today initially to talk about, well, what I see is a very, very interesting player that has been linked to Arsenal. And the reason I came across the link was actually you, uh, an article that you wrote yourself, Marius, um, saying that there's been some you know, pretty strong Arsenal links to, to this player. And it's uh, Tayan Colt-Miners, I believe you pronounce it. Yes, perfect, yes. Yes, well, correct. I mean, he seems very interesting because obviously it's a very young player. I believe he's uh, 22, is that right? Correct, um, yes. He's a defensive midfielder. Yes. But what I found extremely interesting when I sort of had a quick look at his statistics, he's, he scored 11 goals this season until it was obviously cancelled from 23 yes. games, which yes. is very, very interesting um, for a defensive midfielder. Um, yep. I mean, what can you sort of add initially about the type of player that he is uh, on the pitch or what, he, what he's technically sort of good at? Well, it's a really stable player, I think. He's really good in his passing game. Uh, physically, he is really strong uh, and is a very dependable player. Uh, mm. I think he played close to 140 games in total for the club. Uh, I can hardly remember a game where he was really bad. So he's always scoring like if you like to give him a grade or a... It's always like he plays a seven or eight. He's never really bad. Or, so it's, it's always, always pretty stable. And when it comes to the goals, uh, it's at least indeed a lot of goals, but it's a lot of penalties and free kicks. Ah, no great. field goals. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I, I, did, I did sort of consider that, but he's a, he's a bit of a dead ball specialist then. Exactly, yes. Definitely. Fantastic. Yeah, his that's kick great. is perfect. Corner kicks, free kicks, penalties... He really has a good pass, a good uh, good shot. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, well, it sounds really interesting. And James, uh, I mean, obviously you being based in Amsterdam as well, and him playing for AZ. Uh, can, what do you sort of think about the the way that the team set up at AZ, as opposed to uh, the way that Arsenal are playing at the moment under Arteta, and how you could see him fitting into the team the way that we play. Well, just to give uh, listeners and viewers a bit of background information, I said Alakmar are really reaping the benefits of investing heavily in youth. Uh, quite some time ago, they took a decision to really invest in youth, and it's really reaping benefits. It really is. And it's no coincidence that the young players helped them to finish what was joint first before the Eredivisie was curtailed. And uh, the thing about Copeman is in particular is his attitude. His attitude yeah. to want to want to be captain 
at 22 to want to be able to take responsibility to realize that this isn't just a, a, a an armband that gets given to you it's it brings with it extra responsibility you know he's always wanted to uh, have the leadership role and he's got it and even when you hear him talk i, I think it's similar in matthias de licht in 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 the sense yeah. that here is a young man but yet you would think it's a man of 30 speaking with his, in terms of vocabulary, what he actually says, how he, explain, mm. how he explains things. And so I wanted to start by giving the listeners and viewers an idea as to the, the youth policy that I said have heavily invested in is kind of reaping the reward after some time. Mm. And Arsenal's has just kind of been filtering in. Oh, oh that's a shame. Are you there? Still there, James? Ah, oh, that's a shame. He's frozen. Well, Marius. Yeah. With regards to the, um, like, like I was sort of intimating towards earlier mm. as well, regard the way that AZ set up as a team. What yeah. sort of formation do they play? Is he sort of part of a? Is it like a, a four-two-three-one, for example? Is he part of a, a dual pivot at the back? Or uh, it, it's four-three-three, three, and then he okay. is uh, the backward player in midfield. Right. So okay, they play with one good. midfielder, in, well, not technically in front of the defense, but when, uh, for example, the central defenders like Ron Flaar, which is also a familiar guy in England, I think, has the mm. ball. The first player they play uh, the ball to in midfield is, is Cole Miners. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really interesting because I think that uh, our new manager, Mikel Arteta, is very, very much looking at... <laughs> Hi, James. Glad to have you back. Uh, I was just saying to... No problem at all. I was just saying to, to Marius that uh, AZ apparently sort of played this 4-3-3 system. And uh, yeah. I think that that is definitely the way that Arteta wants to move forward and play a 4-3-3. But as it stands at the moment, because of our defend, uh, midfielders being quite weak, he hasn't really got the, the personnel to actually carry out that formation uh, substantially, which is why we're, we're playing the way we are at the moment with a back... Well, back three, back five, whichever way you want to look at it. So, uh, it's interesting to me that um, Coke Miners actually plays as part of a, a midfield three. Hmm. He does, and um, you know, as, as um, Marius also said about his being a dead ball specialist. Um, I remember watching an interview with him on um, when he was away on uh, youth international duty, and um, they were saying, you know, your 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 penalties and how you were. Uh, how how do you become such a penalty killer as they say how do you how do you do what you do and he said well i don't really let people kind of get into my head i've been doing it i've done it a thousand times before i just know exactly what to do and and i've I'm, i managed to have a a good kick in my in my in my foot in terms of um knowing where i want to put the ball i've been mm. able to put it anywhere in the goal and he's extremely confident as well and you you touch on Arteta there um, I also think the, I said current, I said manager Jean van der Bodom also needs to have a little bit of uh, credit. Um, mm. oh, not the current manager, sorry, the previous manager. That um, I think uh, obviously the current manager is Arne Slot. Uh, van der Bodom is now manager of Utrecht. But I also wanted to make the point that the, the youth that was allowed to flourish, um, I think van der Bodom also deserves a lot of credit. Do you not agree, Marius? Exactly. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, we've had a question. From Anthony Wyman, thank you very much for watching, Anthony. He said that uh, which price do you think Arsenal would have to pay for Coke Miners, and do you think uh, we need Coke Miners when we've got already got Xhaka? And I'll, I'll 
go to you initially, uh, Marius, if you could sort of include that question initially, in, but also add a bit more detail to how you came across um, the information initially, which obviously made you write the article. Uh, on how strong do you think the links are with Arsenal? Uh, pretty strong. The information comes from first hand. Uh, I cannot say too much about the source. No, of course. But... I, I wouldn't expect you to do that. No, of course. No, no, it's first hand. So it's actually true that they are interested in, in him. I don't know if they made a bid already. I'm not sure about that. But they are interested in him. And, uh, they contacted his, um, uh, his agent. Mm. So they are really looking at you know, maybe making an offer. Uh, but yeah, looking at value-wise, uh, I think you have to go around 20, 25 million euros yeah. for a start. Well, which, yeah. which is about, I mean, according to transfer marked on the internet, obviously the which, the details there, that, that's about, right. it says about 13 to 14 million pounds mm -hmm. uh, on there, which are, would, would equate to around that sort of figure, which is, uh, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'll move to you, James, on to the next part of uh, Anthony's question, where he said, do you think we uh, need Coke miners when we've got Xhaka? I, from what you said, I'm, it's really whetted my appetite to, to see more of, the, of, of, of him as a player because it sounds extremely interesting the way that uh, you, you said that he leads the team. Um, I mean, Xhaka, is he a similar player to Xhaka? Yeah. Would you say that he's a, far, a technically superior player to Xhaka? Or... I think he's a lot more confident of a player than what Xhaka is and I think mm. he's a, a lot more aware of his responsibilities than what Xhaka is Xhaka also had the, ar the armband at Arsenal and Cope Manish in particular is aware of the responsibility that that brings but I think I think the best thing to do would be to hopefully buy Cope Manish and then maybe loan him back to RZ for another season and mm -hmm. um, and then see how he gets on. And similar to what we've done with Saliba at St Etienne. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I said they're also going to be in the Champions League uh, qualifiers. And that, this young group of uh, Colt Manners, Calvin Stengs, Bardu, they are they're looking forward to playing at that level. It's not yeah. as if they're um, it's not as if they've reached that level when they're going to leave. You know, they also play together at Dutch youth international level. So they know each other. They know each other and the ins and outs of each other's game. And I think they're looking forward to testing themselves at a high level in Europe, especially in the qualifiers. So I think what the best thing to do would be to uh, to buy him, hopefully, and, uh, and loan him back to RZ for another season for him to gain even more experience. Because the difference between the Eredivisie and the Premier League is vast. You know, going away... Um, I mean, obviously, you have difficult away games here in the Netherlands. Away to Utrecht is quite difficult. Some tough teams uh, have tough away days when they go away to Vitesse. But, mm. but it's completely different, you know, going away to like the Faith of Venlo, uh, among others, and then all of a sudden going away to Sheffield United in the Premier League and, and going Absolutely. away to Chelsea. You know, yeah. and you've got to... Uh, the most important thing about young players in particular is that they play. I mean, I, I've been fortunate, as listeners and viewers will know, I've been interviewing professional players and managers for nearly four years. And I've spoken to lots of players and managers at all different levels, including a lot of Dutch players. And they all say that the, when you make the move abroad, the most important thing is that you play. I mean, people need time to adapt, of course, but I think with the mentality that Colt Miners has, has, and I've watched him in his pre-match pre interviews and post-match interviews as well, sounding a lot wiser than his actual current years of only 22, I, fi I think he's got his head screwed on. 
he's not going to uh, just go straight away, you know, at the first club that comes. You know, he understands the importance of playing regularly. And mm-hmm. also, as I said before, I've been an Arsenal supporter for more than 30 years and attending games from where I live in Amsterdam, about, roughly about five a season. And um, we've got to start to look at characters. We've got to come away from buying Definitely, names. definitely, we've yeah. To, we've got to start... We've got to start to look at characters and we've got to start to build. Unfortunately, um, Marius, the fan base that uh, Andrew and I uh, are from, it used to be rock solid. It used to be brilliant. It used to be, you, even as a fan base, we didn't, we didn't win much, mm-hmm. but we were always so, so proud. And now we seem to have a younger generation who is kind of, you know, if they don't see the, the social media want, generation. Well, I I, I don't necessarily want to define it as that, Andrew. All I wanted to do is make the point to Marius that us as a fan base, you know, I mean, I've been supporting the club for for 30 plus years, you yourself as well. We, Arsenal fans always used to stick together and it was always the, the class of respecting your fellow Gooners' opinion and having a chat and having a laugh. And now if you give an opinion... It's as if if somebody doesn't agree with you, they want to literally, quite literally, shoot you down. And mm. um, you know, it's, it's strange, really, because there's still some of us left. James. I remember an Arsenal fan base that never used to be like that. That used to take pride. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully. I mean, um, as I say, you hope that uh, things will turn around, but it's a little bit different to the Arsenal uh, fan base. One of my best friends here in the Netherlands is also for Arsenal. And um, you know, it's not also from the local area as well. Alex Mar Alex Mar and Sands Lake. And um it's the 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 fans of our said are a lot more uh, patient, if you like, with their young players. Mm. When they see somebody break through or they have the open day and you know, mm. they kind of as soon as the player makes their debut, they kind of follow him and give him support. And um Arsenal fans don't really tend to do that. So there there you see the similarities with the two clubs. But um yeah, Cope Minus is a very very special um a very special player, and I think um, I think he'll go on to have a fine career. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Well, he sounds extremely interesting. And Marius, what else can you tell us about his uh, personality as well as a as a guy? Because we do need some real st- strong leaders on the pitch, and yeah. he sounds very promising in that respect. Yeah, he's a natural born leader. I think uh, ever since the moment he uh, got into the team three years ago. Uh, he came straight from a second team. He replaced an injured player on midfield. And from that moment on, he really showed himself to be a leader, uh, to be a dependable player. Uh, and he really is exactly as James said. He's really like James said. Uh, he's really like a leader. And he's a lot. That's a shame. We seem to have a bad connection at the moment from Amsterdam. Can you hear are you me? still there? Yes, you're back. Great. Thank ah, you. Cool. Yes. Great. So, yeah, you, uh, you, you were at the stage where he, you said he came into the team about three years ago. Yeah. And that's where we lost you. Yeah. No, and from that moment on, he showed immediately that he was a really uh, a player that had leadership in him, uh, confidence. Uh, he was a dependable player from the, from the start. Uh, and like James said, he sounds a lot older than he actually is. He's only 22, but uh, even two years ago when uh, another player was still captain, he was already like uh, giving all the guidance in midfield. He's tactically really strong, so I can put players in, in their place. I don't know if he can really do that at Arsenal from the start because um, Arsenal, of course, is a different different type of club, a lot bigger. 
So I don't know if the fellow players will accept it if Tony Code Miners from Asset comes in and give directions to other players that are really internationally uh, well known. So I don't know how that will work out. Um, but he's really a player that has the ability to do that, for sure. Well, that's, uh, that sounds great. I mean, to be fair, I think we, we're moving much more in the direction of younger, younger players in the team as well. And um, I mean, you mm. probably heard of Matteo Guendouzi, who's um, well. He may be on the way out because of his his, his attitude doesn't seem uh, to be quite as mm. as good as we'd hoped at Arsenal uh, lately. And he's mm. been a bit frozen out lately after a bit of a falling out, apparently with uh, with the with the coach. But he has been accepted into the team from when he joined this, not this season, this, the last season. He was pretty much an ever-present to right the way through. And he's only just uh, 20, 21 now. Um, so, but he was welcomed into the team with open arms at that point. Um, now, I don't know whether you are particularly familiar with Gwendouzi as a, Marius, but he obviously adapted and, and came straight in and played an awful lot of games when... Us fans, when he joined, thought that he was going to be pretty much uh, in the under-23s for a season or two. Um, but he wasn't. He was, he was put straight into the team and it was a case of sink or swim with him. Now, do you agree with James that at the age of 22 that he could actually come straight into the team? Or do you think it would be best for him to, if we do her to sort of go ahead and, and buy him, that he would be loaned back? For a season, which which would you think that? Ooh, it's a really difficult question because uh, over the past few seasons we had Vincent Janssen and uh, Alireza Jaunbox uh, moving through uh, to Bra to Brighton and uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and I really thought those guys would really be ready to at least uh, start regularly, uh, uh, but they yeah, completely flopped, uh, both of them. Um, Minus is a completely different player. Uh, I have to say that um, if he's really ready for Arsenal at the moment, I think I have to agree with James that maybe another season at Arsenal would do him, uh, would be the best for him, especially uh, competing at Champions League level, uh, gain a little bit more of experience on that level, and also breaking through to the national team because just before the Corona break, uh, he was included in the Dutch national team as well. And I think if he plays a couple of matches there getting used to that level of playing, I think he would have a lot more uh, experience to get into the Arsenal game. Mm. Arsenal well, that's very uh, another thing that's extremely positive because I saw by looking at uh, his background that he'd made it um, big time but it, within the under-21s mm -hmm. uh, national team. So that's really interesting that he actually made the full national team before coronavirus outbreak. Um, so that's another positive thing. We've had another question... And I can go to you with this, James. It's from Anthony Wyman again. He said, um, it's put to you, Marius, but mm. if you can both answer. He says, do you think he can be better played as a left uh, LCV than a midfielder? Um, so LCV, I'm not familiar with that abbreviation. Uh, oh, that's a uh, central defender, left central defender. Right, okay. Do you think he would be better well, as a the left good thing back is than a midfielder? Well, the good thing is he's versatile. He's versatile at a very young age. Has he, he played much there. then at centre-back as well? A season. He played there for a season, yeah. Oh, wow. Because of injury of another player. I think that was uh, not this season, but the season before. Uh, but that was a bit of a problem because he didn't want to play there. He said, um, okay. Okay. my academy, I was 
teach to play as a midfielder and I think I should play a midfielder in case of emergency I want to play it back but if not I want to play as a midfielder and I think they also made some agreements with uh, with the coach Arne Slot in front uh, before the start of this season mm-hmm. uh, that he would play in midfield and only play at the back if there was an injury or another kind of emergency. Wow okay that's interesting so is he a left footer? Yes I, I think it is very good that he's Go on, James. Sorry. Go ahead, James. Yep. Um, it was, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought Malice was going to continue there. Um, I just wanted to add that um, the good thing is that he's versatile. And Malice yeah. makes a great point about Jahanbach and Vincent Janssen, who went to Tottenham and Brighton, respectively. And, mm-hmm. you know, when Jahanbach and Janssen, they were both doing excellent work for us at and, you know, there were similar links to different clubs. And I remember in the case of Vincent Janssen, you know, I think he, I think reading on, I think a Dutch news site once, he said about, um, you know, the club really selling it to him, that, you know, he was going to be part of the, um, the first team plans, that he was going to be training on a regular basis. And, um, and that's what kind of made his decision. And um, as I say, the most important thing for young players is that they play. And as Marius just touched on as well, you know, um, but Colt Minus has the um, has the confidence at the age of 22 to say, you know, not that I don't want to play there because I'll help out the team because he is first and foremost a team player, but also being aware that you know this is um, you know in the academy in his natural position, this is where he wants to play. Uh, you know improve the future it sounds great sounds um a very very interesting player uh he really does now first things uh first as well do you think marius after obviously having close contact with the player himself and um obviously coming across the story how do you think he would uh take take it if he was actually if Arsenal were to make uh, an approach and make an actual offer do you think he would be interested in joining Arsenal I think it would be interested in joining Arsenal for sure but uh, I think it all comes down to the plan that they have with him uh, will exactly, he be yeah. on a regular basis what do they see with him uh, do they want to loan him out for a season is he going to be uh, part of the first right away what are his perspectives uh, so I think that's an important part of uh, whether or not he's willing to join Arsenal. And there are a couple of other clubs that want to sign him as well. I think two in Italy uh, and one in France, which he already turned down. Um, so, yeah, he has a couple of other options. Uh, but I think Arsenal for sure is, is always... Which option. team was that, Marius? Uh, there's which, two in Italy. Which, which I cannot... the French team he turned down? The French team. <laughs> They're in the top four. I cannot say that they're in the top four. They're in the top four of France. Okay, no, fine. That's um, yeah, really no, interesting. It's fine. If, if and it's not pretty special, man. I, I fully respect. I just fully respect that. I was just, I was just curious. That was all. Yeah. No, that sounds uh, sounds very interesting. But I can totally understand the, the situation, obviously, with the um, Champions League uh, coming up next season as well. But it sounds to me like it would be an extremely good idea to. Um, do exactly what we've done with William Saliba, um, and you know, if we were to go ahead. But I think I, I would very much like, by the sounds of it, to 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 pro- progress well with Arsenal. I don't know whether you know uh, Marius much about the what's actually going on at Arsenal at the moment um, no. with our new uh, manager Mikel Arteta. Um, it's, it's, 
It's the first time in many, many years I have been really excited about the future uh, for Arsenal, if I'm honest. We're having a bit of a revolution under our new coach and he's going with the youth. Uh, we've pro promoted a lot of youth players, for, uh, very exciting prospects from our under-23 academy. Um, and things are looking extremely positive moving forward. And it seems to me that um, Cope Miners will be an extremely good addition to that. But I would, I'll, I'll probably be a good advocate of, um, as I say, of loaning him back. But what you need to do, if we need to keep in contact, Marius, I'll teach you about what's going on at Arsenal at the moment, and you can sell it to Cope Miners because I really want, I really want him to come to us rather than to those clubs in in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Be good so you need to you need to be our and, in. Uh, you need to be our also, way of, of, of. Sorry, go on, James. Yeah, and also, Marius, um, I don't know if you know, I interview professional players and managers on a regular basis. So if he's looking for an interview that he wants to speak to mm -hmm. somebody, then you know you can pass on, can't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We can all, we yeah. can all be a, a, we can all help each other, scratch each other's backs, mm -hmm. can't we? Now, Marius, I really appreciate your time. Now you've got a choice here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have a quick chat to James uh, before we sort of close off about Arsenal's next four games. We've mm -hmm. got a really, really tough run in the next four games mm -hmm. um, of teams uh, above us in the league and we desperately need to be getting into Europe ourselves next season. So you are very welcome to join us and, and sort of uh, and uh, stay on the, on the panel if you wanted to. Uh, if you wanted to leave it there, then you're more than welcome to as well. But I'll leave it up to you, Mary. I'll, I'll listen and I'll learn a little bit more about Arsenal already. So Fantastic. Yeah, that I'll be uh, great. I'll be absolutely grateful to to do that because Yeah. And, all, and also, Go on, James. Yeah, and also feel free to chip absolutely. in as well. Yeah. If you want if you want if you want to give an opinion or something, you know, this is a team effort, mm -hmm. so you're more than welcome. And, excellent. Well, Anthony Wyman has put a uh, message on there saying Coke Miners was talking with his agent in the centre of Alkmaar about his transfer plans for this summer. So that's really interesting. Oh. So, that's yeah, good. Marius, I'm going to put a lot, of, uh, a, lot, a lot of faith in you to actually put a good word in for <laughs> Arsenal on our behalf. Right, well, Hello. just to fill you in there, Marius, before, the, before uh, the Premier League was stopped because of the uh, COVID-19, we had won the last three games up leading up to the, the till it stopped and then since the restart um we lost the first two games first one was understandable against manchester city but um second one was a bit disappointing against brighton but since then we've won the last three games on the trot as well so we've won six games out of the last eight however we've got a really difficult run coming up now with wolves who are going really well in the Europa League, as you probably know, uh, and in the Premier League, clearly. Mm -hmm. um, they're nearly at the Champions League qualifying um, places. And then we've got Leicester, Premier League champions, obviously, three, four years ago, mm -hmm. but they're uh, in the top four at the moment as well. Following that, we've got our local rivals, Tottenham, which is a big, big, big grudge, grudge match, like AZ versus Ajax, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we've got Liverpool. Um, uh, they're not done too, too, quite so well since the restart. However, they are the champions. So, James, 
it's going to be difficult, but we've got momentum on our on our side, and I think Arteta has done an excellent job of rotating our squad at the moment, keeping everyone relatively fresh. We've got the new Maradona at right back in Cedric Suarez. <laughs> he had the most incredible 10-minute debut um, it was a, great, a couple of days ago. It was a great ago. finish against Norwich. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, how do you see the next yeah, four no, games, James? Was it was a fantastic finish. It, it, it really was. How do you see the next four games panning out? Well, I'm, I'm going to start with a cliche. We have to take one game at a time. I'm going to start with a cliche and say that we have to take one game at a time. Uh, this has been a very long and very arduous season in more ways than one. We've had to deal with a, a what was I mean? We won our first two games of the season. Would you forget? Would you forget? We won our first, we won away to Newcastle and at home to Burnley, and then we go on a bit of a, a dry run, a difficult spell, and then you know lose to Frankfurt and sack a manager. And then a point and, and a manager who is highly inexperienced. And um, and now we appear to be on a good run. And um, I just think we have to take it one one game at a time. You know, this is, uh, this is our t- I just hope that we can finish as high as we possibly can. Hopefully with some silverware as well. And I'm also convinced as well, Arteta is still learning his trade. You know, it's, there is a world of difference between being a number two and being a number one, an absolute world of difference. And, um, you know, for, to, we've, we took this decision to appoint a manager who had no previous managerial experience. And so he. Oh, we've got a bad line with got James. To learn oh, very, go. very quickly. And, and and Danny, Cow- Danny Cowley of. It's okay, you're back now, Hello? James. You just you froze for a little while. Carry on. Yeah, strange. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's up, what's up with the internet oh, in, uh, in North which is a real North shame, Holland, James. Uh, I have real no shame. idea. And uh, yeah, strange. And as I, I was, can you still hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll ca- I'll carry on then. As I say, we we've got an inexperienced manager who's got to learn very quickly. And obviously, I will support every Arsenal manager since I've, like I've always done. But having spoke to the likes of Graham Potter um, when he was at Ostersunds, he's now at Brighton, and Danny Cowley of Huddersfield, you know, continuity is such a rare thing in football. And the longer you stay with a club, you know exactly what you need in terms of personnel, in terms of character. And we've got a tremendous opportunity this particular summer. I mean, we're talking about Cope Miners. And the thing that springs out for me is his character. We are, we are finally, after, what, five, six, seven, eight years, starting to look at character rather than the actual name. Because the character that Cope Miners has is very commendable and for, uh, for, mm. belies his years. And this is, this is the type of character you want in a football team. So it's good that Arsenal are, are finally looking at these things. But I think we've got to just take it one game at a time. Wolves are having a tremendous season. They've made more progression in Europe than us. You know, they're potentially into the, maybe the quarterfinals of the Europa League. And uh, away at Molyneux, it's, it's going to be difficult. I think it might be a draw tomorrow. My prediction is 1-1. I'll be delighted with a draw, if I'm honest. I'm confident against Leicester and Spurs because although they are still above us in the league, 
they're in terrible form whilst we're in really quite good form at the moment and um i'd be much more confident going going there than i will be to wolves but i think the one thing that we've got on our side with wolves is that they very very rarely rotate their squad very often um i think their manager is very reluctant to do that he likes to play the same team every match as much as he can uh, in as long as they're not injured so uh, rotates very very uh, yeah and with the way that the, the games are coming every three days at the moment it may be maybe mm. we might be a little bit fresher than them because of the rotation that Arteta has been doing so I don't know I'm clinging to some vain hope against Wolves I'm, <laughs> I'm probably being very optimistic um, but I'm more confident against Leicester and Spurs than I am against them at the moment well, I think the derby is going to be very interesting. You know, the, the derby in particular. Yes, we've got a midweek game against Leicester, but, you know, the first derby at Tottenham's new home, you know, they had a, had a bad result yesterday against a very good Sheffield United side. OK, they're not in form. And for me, the, the, there's two main objectives for the remainder of the season, and that is to, to finish as high as we possibly can and then to, um, to hopefully win a little bit of silverware as well. I mean, my personal prediction is I think we're going to finish... Eight, and I don't think we're gonna. Ha- and I'd like to think we'll win the FA Cup, maybe a more heart than head. But we're looking at not having any European football for the first time in many, many years. And I've been saying for a while, if you take away the financial aspects, we have to learn to win in Europe again. We we started to do that last season, where we reached our first European final for thirteen years, winning in Valencia, winning in Naples. You know, and it's very, very promising. But, but I just think Arsenal support in particular, they've taken European football for granted. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to see many European games through the years. And I remember going to the matches against Monaco, against um, Ostersund, against Rennes. And uh, before I even got in the stadium, people saying, oh, we'll beat these. They're just a pub team. When Rennes are an excellent side, Ostersund were being managed by an excellent manager. And Monaco had then topped a group with Bayer Leverkusen, um, Benfica and Zenith St. Petersburg. So I think the arrogance of some fans to think that if it's not Barcelona or Real Madrid, they're not interested. So I actually think that um, I actually think a year without European football, without commitments, and um, have a good, solid domestic season under Arteta, then I think that would do us the world a good long term. I, I, I'm worried about that, though, because... Without, because they're already talking about ditching one of the cup competitions next season, the League Cup, which I'll be really disappointed with because I love seeing the the, the younger yeah. prospects playing in that. And if we don't have the Europa League either, mm. which don't get me wrong, it would help the the first team no end. However, it will be mm, a real absolutely. shame because we play a lot of our younger players in the Europa League qualifying stage. And it, mm. they'll get they'll miss not only that but the league cup as well potentially. So that, that's going to be a big say, hope, big, when you, big problem. When you say um, um, to to do away with the league cup, do you mean the actual uh, body itself, or do you mean the club? No, no, the the actual um, Premier League. 
they they they're talking about actually or oh, the FA they're talking about oh, getting yeah, rid of it yeah, for next season because it, of the it, it, uh, it will be a huge change. Yeah, it will. Yeah, well, understandable, but it would be a huge. It would, but it also the fact that we've only the League Cup we're talking about, um, Marius. We've only mm. won that competition twice. Okay. We won it in nineteen eighty seven, and we won it in nineteen ninety three. We haven't won it since. And everybody says, "Oh, it's just a League Cup, not interested." Mm. But it's a trophy. Yeah, it's a, it's a tro- it's a trophy, and it was the first trophy back in ninety three. It was the first trophy I ever saw Arsenal win. I wasn't there in yeah. the stadium. I watched it on TV and it was brilliant. And, you yeah. know, I, th- I think people um, playing reserve teams and not re- not respecting the trophy, you know, as the, there's, there's a saying in England that says, you know, there's if you play in Europe, there's four trophies available to you. Mm-hmm. And if you win one, you've had a good season. And, you know, I just think that the arrogance to think, oh, not interested in the League Cup, not interested in the Europa League, perhaps. You know, we we haven't won a European trophy since 1994. You know, 26 years ago since our last European trophy. We've had, obviously yeah. being based in the Netherlands, Ajax reached the Europa League final in 2017. Mm-hmm. Marseille reached the final in 2018. There's always one team that reaches the final that nobody expects. And I, yeah. I, I, I very much doubt that the same won't be the same this season. But uh, I, I just think a good, solid domestic campaign, you know, and also that, I think it would help Arteta as well because it does bug me a little bit the way that people seem to think that being a manager is just simply a case of writing down 18 names, sending them out on a pitch and watching them how they get on. I, I recently spoke to uh, Robbie Simpson, who manages Chelmsford City here in, uh, what, in England. And um, when I spoke to him, he said to me, he said, when he decided to become a manager. It really took him aback as to how hard the actual job. A lot of people really understand how hard the job actually is. So I think that's, a, a <laughs> that's an unfortunate of domestic way experience could really help up, me, Carl. James. <laughs> oh. Would you like me to repeat it? Oh, hello. hello. Yeah, you're back. Can you hear me? You're back. We've got a really bad line. Yeah, that... so I'll repeat it from the beginning. First, first off, um, Marius, my apologies for the connection. It's not deliberate. <laughs> no. <worries. laughs> no. And, but I'll just repeat what I was saying then um, before we move on. You know, I recently spoke to Robbie uh, Robbie Simpson, you know, former English player, now managing Chelmsford. Yeah. And he said to me that before he become a manager, you know, it, it kind of took him aback and surprised him how tough the actual job is. And I think there's a lot of fans in particular who don't really understand what the job actually entails. And we've got a very inexperienced manager who we all support. We want him to do well. We will give him time. But he's got to learn quickly. And um, as I say, just take it one game at a time. And um, yeah, I think a draw tomorrow night, I reckon. That'd be uh, good. I'll be happy with that. I'll be really happy with that. Apparently, um, Carol Chalamet has just said in the comments section that Gabriel Martinelli has now signed a, a new long-term deal. Apparently, which in that case, it'd Let's be one hope of the so. best, be one that of the best be weeks news. we've ever had for a long time. <laughs> it'd be amazing if that's the case. I hope so, Carol. Yes, 
Indeed. Yeah, he's a very, very exciting yes. player. Have you, so. have you come? Have you heard of Martinelli over in uh, in Holland, Marius? No. He's a very exciting young player. He, we got him from the Brazilian fourth division. Um, oh. I know he's. Uh, we picked him up last summer for about six million pounds. He models himself. I'm not saying don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's anything like him at the moment. But he models himself very much on. Cristiano Ronaldo wants to be one of the best players in the world and he's very, very exciting. I think so far in half a season, he scored 11 goals. Um, so, yeah, very, very uh, positive that's if that's the case. Yes. He signed a new long-term deal. Mm-hmm. I think we will uh, leave it there uh, because of the we're having some streaming issues, uh, which is a real shame. But, Marius, I'm absolutely delighted that you came on today. It's, you've been fantastic. My I pleasure. Do, Thanks for having me. I do hope that you'll come on again in the future. And um, sure. if there's any more news um, with regard, regards to Coke Miners or anyone else, um, please let me know and uh, we can we can come on and talk to each other again. Definitely, yeah. I heard the name of Wout Weghorst as well. That's, uh, as a rumour. Yeah, let's hope so. So, so if, if he comes let's around... Let's hope so. Yeah, you can also I, give me a call. Fantastic. That would really be... Ha- Really hope so. That'd be awesome. That really will. And James, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on again. Um, it's been fantastic talking to that... you again. You're, you're more than welcome. I do apologise for the stream issues. Uh, Marius just touched on about their host. He mm-hmm. would be an excellent buy. Really, really would be an excellent Have buy you... because not just his goals ratio, but also he's also overlooked at international level. He should be playing. And, you know, he's physically strong, a great work ethic. Uh, I, I would love us to sign about Bechhorst. I really would. Uh, have you got time to have a quick chat about him, Marius? Yes, yeah, sure. Because um, this is a new one on me. I I, uh, I don't know much about this player. Can you expand on it a bit? And what he's yeah, like he was a striker. yeah, he was a striker at Asset uh, before as well. And he uh, went to Wolfsburg uh, in Germany. I think this is his second season this year. Uh, he scored around 14 goals last season, and I think he's around 15, 16 goals this season already. Uh, he's uh, not really the most technical player, but he is really like a lot of work ethic. And based on his work ethic, you can compare a little bit to Dirk Kuyt, a little bit. Oh, like right. Okay. Uh, regarding, regarding work ethic. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really amazing how he developed, mm-hmm. because every time when he came to Asset, I was like, no, he doesn't have the technical ability to play at our team. And then he scored a lot of goals, uh, was second on the top scorers list. Then he went to Wolfsburg. And I was like, nah, that's a little bit too much for him. But then he adapted quickly. He was a starting uh, player in the starting 11 from the start, uh, scored his goals, uh, and he did the same this year. And he played, it, I think, two or three games for the Dutch national team as well already. Fantastic. Yeah. What kind of player is he? Is he, um, is he? is he more of a sort of a penalty box striker? Is he... Good with his head, is he? You really need him in the box. Yeah, not outside of the box. You really need him inside of the box. Yeah, in in, uh, in and around the box. Yeah. 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 Oh, that he, sounds good. And he's really have heavy. a night as a defender if you have to play him because he's like always busy, always working, always fighting in a good sense. So he's always putting a lot of energy in the game, and uh, he's not a lazy player at all. Uh, and yeah, he's really like, uh, yeah, really, really focused to to one goal, and that's making the goal. Uh, how old is he? I think it will be around 25, 26, something like that. Oh, okay. That's, that's uh, good. 
Yeah. And, and what about stature? Is he is he a tall a tall big big guy? Is he quite or yeah. is he a small diminutive guy? Yeah, yeah. He's a really tall guy. Uh, he's uh, above six foot. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That yeah. sounds really interesting. So has he um, actually been above, strong? Above six foot. And it, his journey is really interesting. Is he is he been linked with Arsenal uh, recently then? Yes, I saw some rumours on the internet. I don't know how true they are. But I think he... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, James. Uh, no, I just think... Um, um, Marius touched this on his work, work rate. I think with that, their horse in particular, his journey has been really impressive. Yeah. You know, started out at M and then went to Heracles and then to Arced in Spurlich. And, you know, now he's, he's ready for that next step. And, and uh, maybe Mari, uh, Marius might agree with me, he might not. But I think he was, he's been criminally o- overlooked at international level. Mm. If you take the Nations League, for example, when the Netherlands lost to Portugal, in that final, they needed something different. And he could mm. have provided that. So I hope that yeah. Koeman has learned, from, learned his lesson. And the next time that they meet up, he's in the squad because he's, he can definitely provide something different. Yeah, and I know the difficult thing is everybody always doubts him. Uh, so whatever level he plays has for a next step, they always have a little bit of a doubt. Because he's not like really the typical striker with a lot of technical ability, the one that you play the ball on his feet and that he will keep it for quite a long time. No, he's not that type of player. Uh, but he managed to like perform at every level that he played on uh, until now. And every time he takes a step further and further and further, and he will adapt to that level. And also because of his mentality, he was really focused to improve himself on every level of the game, physically, mentally, technically. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the reason why he keeps uh, maintaining at the levels that he's playing. Fantastic. Yeah, so he's got a lot of self-confidence. Is he? Um, yeah. What's his mentality like actually on the pitch as well, whilst, uh, you know, during a game? Is he quite a vocal uh, player as well, you know, with his teammates? Yeah, yeah, you definitely notice that he's here. Not only with his teammates, but also with the referee. And he's always, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's always making uh, war, like we say uh, in the Netherlands. Always creating a little bit of a war with his opponents. So, and also with his team players, uh, it was not working well, but in a positive way, uh, trying to get that mm. spark them to just put a little bit of extra into the game, into themselves, just to get that performance or the the result out of that that, that you want. Oh, that sounds really promising. Well, I don't know whether I can take much more of all this good news about Arsenal this week, um, because apparently Martinelli has signed a new four-year deal, which is uh, extremely, extremely happy about that. Um, we've managed to offload um, uh, Mikitarian as well to get him off the wage bill, which is uh, it's a shame it never worked out with Mikitarian, um, but to get rid of his wage this this uh, for the rest of his contract is a, is a big positive for our club. Um, so we can actually move on to pastures new. He's, he's enjoying himself over in Roma. So that's, that's been good as well. James. If you look at that, if you look at that swap deal, Andrew, now what's happened with Mkhitaryan, wasn't that an awful swap deal? A truly awful swap deal. We, I mean, I remember the first, I remember the first time I saw Alexis Sanchez play. Oh, and 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 he, I thought, you know, he looks a tremendous player, and he was quite clearly the best player in our squad at one at one stage, and because he had a winners or winners mentality, he didn't suffer falls, rather than um, 
come to his level rather than go with him, we had a bunch of wimps that were just out for themselves. So rather than go with Sanchez and try to build a winning mentality, they went to Wenger and started moaning about him and Sanchez was marginalised. And then, and then there comes a swap deal where we didn't get the best player. We lost the best player. And now that player that we got has now kind of felt fallen by the wayside. And this is what I mean going back to my earlier point. Arsenal have an opportunity this summer to learn from their mistakes and to think about what they're doing before they spend any money. Think about the characteristics. Think about the previous. Look at a player's journey. Look at a player's injury record. Take all of these things into, into consideration before handing any money over. And I'll, I'll sign off by saying the following. We've spoken about uh, Goldman this, this, this evening, about Vechost. Um, this is a step in the right direction. I'm not saying it because they're Dutch and I live in the Netherlands and so does Marius. But the characters that these players have are the characters that Arsenal have been missing for far too long. And the fact that Arsenal are linked with these players is a real good sign in my opinion I, I couldn't agree more we have characters in the team but they are of a negative character not a yeah. positive character mm. um, and we need to get rid of all we need a, a broom to sweep out our club of all this negativity and if this is true that we are uh, strongly connected to these players, which, are, well, it is true that we're connected to these players, but I really hope it's true that we actually take the next step and, and sign players that have got this type of strong personality that's going to be a positive effect to the team. I totally agree, James. It's what we've been missing for, well, more than a few years, I would say probably a decade it's been missing in the team. And yeah, we've made what a, terrible say, decisions in the market. A decade, couldn't you really? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. So, um, Neg- fingers crossed. It has. And I think... is what it is. I think if we... Uh, the, the recruitment team at Arsenal, if they haven't... If they don't make some positive changes this summer, you know, then they're going to have to be asked some serious questions. And they, it doesn't seem they have to answer to anyone at the moment. And uh, that has to change. And we need to make... Some good purchases like these players we've been talking about this evening. Yeah, exactly. But I worry about that transfer. It's jobs for the boys, isn't it? Mm. Jobs for the boys where they they fear no ramifications. They are there just to earn their money. They are not there. I mean, I'm not trying to compare RZ and Arsenal in terms of size. But Arsenal would do well to look at what RZ have done. You know, in terms of the young players, giving the young players a chance, buying well as well. I said they've also brought well in recent seasons. And as I say, we have a a section of our fans that, unfortunately, they only look at price tag. Uh, Very rarely have they seen the player play. I'd like to think tonight with what we've all spoken about and the points made by all three of us, in particular, Marius, that people will understand that Colt Manis and Berghorst are both excellent players with great character. And we need to come away, even the fans as well. Just just get away from this um, name mentality because the mm-hmm. facts are the facts remain. We haven't won the league since uh, two thousand and four, and we are at the moment nowhere near. So uh, mm-hmm. that needs to be fixed. Hopefully, it won't be thirty years like Liverpool. But if we don't get things right, it will be even longer. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, Ray, you've been making some great comments in the uh, on the feed there. He agrees with you wholeheartedly, James. As well said, I think it's happening already. Uh, I think I really hope so, Ray. Uh, he said he loves how Arteta is using our mix of young and old players in new formations. Changing from Wenger was never going to be seamless, and he must be allowed to to uh, must be allowed to say who he wants. If not, allowing for budget, of course. Yeah, he's got to have a say. Carol is saying. Uh, Arteta in the type of play that he needs to bring in the best thing I can say is about two years ago Liverpool finished about 25 points behind Manchester City the season after they only finished one point behind the season after that they obviously have won the league now I'm not saying that's going to happen to Arsenal but it's, it shows you that it's positive if you sign the correct players for the type of system that you want to play as a manager, and that's so, that's critical to get the right type of personalities and the right yeah. pl- pieces for your jigsaw, and um, not just going after players because they've got a good reputation. You need to choose the type, right type of exactly. player to fit into your team because it's a team game, mm. not an individual game. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I can just elaborate on what you said, Liverpool have an owner that cares. Liverpool has an owner that cares. We don't, do we? Well, and, and that's where not, it starts. Not really, no. That's we need to starts. hope that Arteta it's can get his, his 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 Arteta needs to keep going on and changing the mentality within the club as a whole, not just with the players on the team. And from what I hear, mm. that that is happening, but he needs to actually make sure that that spreads, so that we have got the player that you know Raúl. Edu, Vinay, who are making these decisions, actually get bought into this journey as well. Yeah. Well, I, I want. I have my doubts. I mean, I will. I will support. I look. I respect the opinion of every guru. When you have an owner, it's like anything. If you own anything, if you own a car if you own a house or whatever you own, if you don't look after it, it's not going to be what it could be, is it, if you don't look after it? And if you look what Cronky's doing with the LA Rams, with their, I think, one and a, one and a quarter billion dollar stadium, and the, LA, and, the LA, and the LA Rams have got to the Super Bowl final, he's obviously hell-bent on success with them, but he's not hell-bent on success with us, is he? And that's where I worry a little bit because it's fantastic to have a good, young, promising manager who's going to try lots of different things. But if your owner is not going to back him, if the owner is not going to invest properly and make sure that he's got the tools to do the job properly, then it could all well be in vain, couldn't it? But the thing is, we have been backed with lots of money, lots of players, um, but we've chosen the wrong players. That's the that's the issue. We've our buying has been awful, but we've spent a lot of money, James, haven't we? So the, the owner has backed us, but well, yeah. when I say that, it, he hasn't actually put his hand in his pocket. We've used our own money that the club has. <laughs> We're self sufficient in that case, but mm. he has signed off a lot of expenditure on players, but we've we've put it into the wrong players. 
It has changed yeah. a little bit now. It has changed a little bit recently. We went after Gwendouzi. It looks like it's not worked out, but that was that was along the right lines. That's the sort of player we should be buying, a young player with, with a lot of potential. We went after, obviously, Martinelli. That's worked out exceptionally well. We went after Kieran Tierney, who is probably one of the best buys we've made in a long time. And they've got the right character, those those three players. However... Yeah, Grinduzzi, like I said, it looks like it's not going to work out. But I don't blame them for buying that type of player. Let's just hope that we're going down the right path. But I think it's only going to get better now under Arteta. I think he's going to actually make sure that he want, gets the right type of player that he wants. Now, we, as I say, we have spent an awful lot of money. Let's hope we can spend it better. Mm. Yes. So, Let's fingers so. crossed. Thank you ever so much again. You know, this is the second time we're going to sort of wrap up the show. But <laughs> once again, Marius, really enjoyed you being on the show. Hope to speak to you again yeah. shortly yeah. with some more news from your side of um, uh, in Amsterdam. James, exactly the same. Absolutely delighted that you came on today and uh, really enjoyed speaking to you again. Sorry, uh, it's been a shame that you've had a bit of a difficulty with your with your connection there. But thanks again for everyone watching as well. Please give us a like as on your way out. It would be great if you could uh, give us a like and su subscribe to the channel if you've not done so already. Thanks a lot. And Thank we'll you very back. much. Yeah, give us a... Yeah, tune in every so often, Mario. So we, we're, we pretty much go live every Wednesday. So if you're ever a short... Well, it'd be 8 o'clock your time on a Wednesday. Perfect. We'll Take care. Take care. Thanks again, and I hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks. Good evening. Good evening.